Welcome back to the Burning Leaf Podcast with myself and just Russo for this one. So a lot of flames talk in this episode. Tom couldn't join us today because I believe he has bronchitis, which is uh, not very good. So we uh, thought some prayers to him and his voice uh, for Tom so he can get back on the next episode because we haven't recorded in a while. I believe it's been two weeks. weeks or so. Yeah. Um, and we've haven't missed a lot. We missed sort of the same thing, sort of the same thing with the flames for that matter. And we'll go to them first. They sit six points out of a playoff spot now. Uh, the Winnipeg Jets win last night. The Nashville Predators win last night. It seems to me, Russo, like those two teams just love to win when the Flames are playing and they just keep getting points and the Flames keep climbing climbing down the standings. Uh, your thoughts on the last couple weeks or so on the Flames hockey? Uh, I mean, what do I say at this point? Um, I guess I'll just kind of... Start, I guess, with the game last night. Um, like they had a road trip, they went to LA, they got their asses kicked. Um, what was it, four nothing after the first? It seems like every time, <laughs> every time this season, we think, oh, they're turning it around, guys, like they're gonna make a run, they just get absolutely pounded. Um, but last night was kind of everything coming at a head, like all in one game, really. Jonathan Huberto does nothing again. I don't care. He had an assist. Okay, cool. Didn't impact the game. Uh, your fourth line's on the ice with two minutes to go with an empty net. Why is that happening? I don't know. Um, Nazem Kadri's been the laziest player in the league for probably around the last month and a half. That hasn't changed. Um, and the top players just haven't been the top players, and people are absolutely losing their minds about all this. Um, but quite frankly, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. You know, we went into this season thinking like, hey, this team might be better than they were last year, right? And it was probably stupid for all of us to say, considering they lost, you know, two of the top players at that position in their positions um, in the league last summer in Gaudreau and Kachuk. And, you know, well, we've seen what those two guys have been doing, right? So um, you kind of look at it and you go like, like, what the fuck, you know? Uh, Huberto, it's almost April now, and like we're still kind of waiting for him to do something of anything. And the conclusion I've kind of just drawn to is that he doesn't care. Um, at least that's what it's kind of looked like. He, um, it just looks like he doesn't give a shit. And the same goes for Kadri. And you know, we've gotten all these rumors and rumblings out of the Flames room that, oh, like if Sutter's back next year, like there's going to be some guys that aren't coming back. I would love to know who, because everybody's under contract next year. Mm. So if you're not coming back, are, you're just not playing hockey. Is is that is that what it is? And um, I don't know if you saw, there was a clip yesterday kind of floating around. Tyler Toffoli did an interview yeah. uh, on the Empty Netters podcast, and he's talking about, you know, Sutter and um, how, you know, his, the, his favorite coach he's ever had. And it was good to kind of see some positivity going towards the bench boss, considering how, like, you know, he made strides with this team last year. Um, and, you know, I basically said, like, look, it looks like it's probably coming from the new guys that weren't here last year. I don't think any of the guys that were here previously have any issues. It's probably the, you know, the new guys. Probably here we're doing Kadri, if we're being honest. Like, they've just it looks like the life has been sucked out of them. And I don't know why you both just got paid. You played hot, you play hockey for a living. 
where are these players when we need them? And the biggest problem this year has obviously been in key times, the top players have not stepped up to the plate. Mm-hmm. There has never been a time this year where Huberto has scored a key goal late in the game. There's never been a time this year where Nazem Kadri scored a key goal late in the game. There's never been a time this year where Elias Lindholm has scored a key goal in the late parts of the game. Same goes for Andrew Mangiapane. That's your four yeah. probably most important players up front. Why is it always on Tyler Toffoli's plate? Why is it always on Michael Backlund's plate? Toffoli's been great this year. He's yeah. been one of the lone bright spots of this team all season. But combine the guys who aren't playing up to their what they're being paid or their reputation is, combine that with the goaltending that's been hilariously bad this season. I mean, it, it it's not a recipe for success. And every time I hear someone say this, I just start laughing. And we were talking about it, you know, when I saw you last week. For whatever reason on the broadcast, they always say, oh, if the Flames get in, though, guys, if they get in, no one's going to want to play them. Why? Someone want to answer that question for me? Why is nobody going to want to play them? Who are they afraid of? 50-point Huberto? 889 Markstrom? Who are they afraid of? Michael Backlund? Oh, we got to shut down that Backlund guy. He's like McDavid. Toffoli? Like, who? Like, at least last year, okay, yeah. I understand. You have this monster of a first line that was quite literally taking games over. Mm-hmm. Um, you had a Vesna level goalie. Your defense was insanely good. You had depth everywhere. Who are they afraid of this time around? We don't have Matthew Kachuk. We don't have Johnny Gaudreau. Kelly Arncroakley, what does he have? Almost 20 goals this year for you guys? Yep. Who who are they afraid of? This team hasn't strung together a three-game winning streak since October when they started off five and one. (laughs) Who 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 are teams afraid of? Is what I would love to know. And if they were to get in, I think teams would be chomping at the bit to play them because they're well, they're mentally fragile. You know, they, they can't win games, you know. I bet if Vegas got us, they'd be laughing. Yeah, and it'd be Dallas, Dallas or Vegas, us, right? Yeah. I bet if Dallas got us, they'd be laughing. Colorado mm-hmm. would be they couldn't wait to get to us if that were <laughs> if that were the thing. Right. So it all just boils down to like the top players haven't been their top players. And I've been watching a lot of Florida Panther games lately. And uh man, if Connor McDavid didn't exist, Matthew Kachuk is going to win the heart. Mm-hmm. If Connor McDavid simply didn't exist, every game I watch, there was a game a few weeks ago. They were uh, they were down two nothing. I don't Chicago. remember Chicago. Chicago, yes, oh, that was crazy. They, they were they were losing two nothing going into the third against the Blackhawks. Yeah, who rallied the troops? It was Kachuk. How many points did he have in that third period? They won four two. I think he points. got three points. No, two, three points in the third game winning goal, uh, and he set up the first two. I think they were both primary helpers. Um, he's dragging them. Like, he is going to drag the Panthers sick. And I know they lost last night, but he is going to drag the Panthers kicking and screaming to the playoffs. And if he gets them there, what does he say? Fourth in league scoring right now? Yeah. 97 points. Yeah. Is more combined than is more points than Huberto and Weger combined this year. And given Weger wasn't really brought in to be a point producer, but Huberto, on the other hand, paid him 10 and a half. You know, it's like, and, uh, I've always seen for the last few years, we've always seen the quote uh, from after Muzzin flipped the puck at Kachuk, where it was like, it can't be a riot every night. 
I would love a riot every night these days. <laughs> now you miss it, yeah. No, nobody cares. Nobody cares. Yep. Nobody gets. Nobody gets in anybody's face. Nobody cares. Nobody gives a shit. There's no give a shit level with this team. It's oh, one of our big guys isn't doing anything, or we're down by a couple goals. Why don't we start rallying the troops? No, nope, no one gives a shit. No one cares. Why is it on 21-year-old Jacob Pelche to be the only guy who seems to care? And he's not even playing right now. Mm-hmm. He sat out a few games. Why is he the only player? He's only played like 20 games in his NHL career. Why is he the only one that's legitimately look like he cares? Why does it have to be him? Where the fuck are you, Jonathan? Naz, what have you been doing late for me lately? Like, even like Blake Coleman, like he's like the only guy that seems to like want to get in somebody's face. Lucic, nah, why do that? Why, 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 why do that? He's a goal scorer now. He scored last night. He's a goal scorer apparently now. No, and like, and you know what? You want to say fire Daryl, by all means, go for it. You know, if you if, if people want to say it's Sutter's fault, because I got into it with a lot of people yesterday. They were yeah, like, oh, so. they were like, well, we had a top line that carried us last year. Matthew Kachuk and Johnny Gaudreau were never 100-point players before Sutter came along. And given maybe Kachuk is now, but he was never that under Ward, Gullitson, uh, who was the other club? Peters? Yep. Never under those guys. Hartley. Same with Johnny Gaudreau. Well, he never had Hartley, but you know what I'm saying. No, no, he didn't have Hartley. But Gaudreau did. Gullitson, Peters, and uh, what's-his-face, Ward, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, he was never 100 points under them. No. And, like... And someone said to me yesterday, they were like, oh, well, I don't think it was Sutter who made them 100-point players. It was they were finally playing together. Yeah, dumbass. Who's the coach that put them together? <laughs> Gullitson, Ward, Peters. Not one of them ever decided, let's put Gaudreau and Kachuk together. I'm not saying it's rocket science. Right, right, right. He was the only coach that said, let's do it. Let's try and put our three best players together and see what happens. Yep, go for it. Yeah, no, like what you're saying about the Flames, like I've been watching them the last <laughs> couple of weeks and the things I just noticed is just laziness from the whole squad. Yep. We talked about this last night with Kadri, like when he went offside before he eventually scored that power play goal. I'm just like, I haven't seen that from Naz since the 14-15 season when the Leafs yeah. were legitimately terrible. And mm-hmm. that's not a good thing because he's in no. year one of a contract he just signed and he wanted to go to the Flames, obviously in free agency, league. right? Um. Yeah, it's just, like, some of the team members on the team, like, it's just, like, the lineup decisions, sure, like, fine, you're you're allowed to criticize that, but yeah, for when sure. you see your players not caring and, like, not having a great season, like, it just, you're not going to flip a switch as that's just going to change. It's going to take time, no. and unfortunately, you're running out of that time. Like, it's just... Yeah. Like, people are like, oh, bring in a new coach, but, like, no, how many just, fucking no, coaches no. is me? Like The, the reason I the understand- coach keeps coming in is because the players aren't playing. No, exactly. And I understand, okay, like it's a different team. And and quite frankly, mm. like I was having this conversation with somebody at work and it was like, it was like, if hi- you're looking back, hindsight is 2020. Yes. It, like you, you look at the trade they made for Kachuk. They should have never done it that way. Right. They should have accepted the rebuild because this is the problem now is now Uyghur is going to be 30 and I love him, but Uyghur is going to be 30. Huberto is going to be 30. Kadri's 33. And you've locked in how much money those three guys, who's taking them? Maybe you can offload Uyghur. He doesn't make that much, but like nobody's taking Huberto. Nobody's taking Kadri. You have to compete. 
or else you're stuck with these guys and you're paying way too much money to endorse a rebuild, unfortunately. But they should have done it last year and, you know, they didn't. But when you're like, like Huberto, there hasn't been a single game this year where he's legitimately took over a game. We saw it so many times last year, like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe one night it was Goudreau who took over a game. Maybe one night it was Kachuk. Some nights it was all, it was both of them plus Lindholm, right? Well, that was most of the nights it was. But even in Florida last year, like, he played with Sam Bennett and Anthony Duclair all season. He was, <laughs> a, he was able to score 115 points last year. Yeah. You know what? If he misses Florida, okay, cool. I don't care. I've, I've, I'm done fucking giving a shit. You know, he's given up on us on this team clearly because it doesn't look like he's really, really leaving it all out there. Um, can't be a ride every night though, guys. Can't be a ride every night. Uh, I'd rather clearly, guys would rather play like this than you know. But I don't know. It's 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 fucking embarrassing. And like I don't know. Like what do you do here? You're not making the playoffs. Like it's done. Yeah, it's you're you're not making it. You have to win out. You have nine games left. You have to win out, and you got to hope everyone else loses. You're not doing that because they just can't. Because they've they they haven't proved to us all year that they could put together a goddamn winning streak. Yeah. So they're not making it, and <laughs> like I'm I'm just happy the season's gonna be over. I, I, that I don't have to watch them anymore. And, <laughs> <laughs> like, like we'll like we'll see. Like we'll see what happens in the offseason. Like, is Tree Living gone? Probably because he's in the last year of his deal. I don't know. Like, it, it's just like I watched last night and I go, nobody cares. And that's the biggest thing. And like Frank Saravalli tweeted this morning because Huberto wasn't on the ice in the last 20 seconds. Like, why are you leaving your 84 million dollar player on the bench? Because he didn't fucking do anything. That's why. Mm-hmm. The five guys, the six guys were on the ice. I would have much rather had maybe not Kadri. I would have put like anybody else but like Lenholm, yeah he's been better to foley yeah he's been better majapani as a late out there sorry was Backlund out there Backlund was out there he's been better he's been anderson's really a defenseman and then kadra was out there maybe okay maybe not naz maybe you could have swapped in for naz but it's but it's not like it's not like this is 115 point huberto out there this is right 48 point huberto yeah you know, and yep. like Matthew Kachuk's going to score 100 points again. And like, I know he didn't want to be here and he'd rather have been in Florida. And that's nothing really Brad Living could have done. But like, I've said it a million and seven times. And I'll keep saying it to the day I die. If they had just signed him in 2019, that long-term deal, you're, you're in none of this shit. He's right. here. He's your captain. You know, and like, like. Now these now it's like what the fuck, <laughs> and and the biggest thing I've noticed is like there's no leader on this team clearly like they don't have a captain and maybe they need to name one you know and like you're not gonna name one next year like unless you're signing Michael Backlund or Elias Lindholm like <laughs> yeah. like neither of those guys are getting next year because they both have one year left on their deal after next season or after this season and uh, you know I think it's I think they're looking for leadership or they're mm-hmm. looking for someone and like thank god they didn't give it to huberto because holy fuck that would have been a mess <laughs> that would have been even worse like, holy shit imagine like <laughs> signs this big deal he gets the fucking captaincy and this is how he played wow fuck, like that would have been 
the summer like already kind of looks like, like a mess all things considered and like imagine they fucking did that shit do you have a first round pick they do i just i don't know when that monahan pick is it might be it might be as early as next year like and that's the other problem they're not gonna have a pick in one of these drafts so well, it's again, either this it's, year or the next year that gets pushed no it's this year they have their pick it's I, I the conditions on that trade was like That's eight weird. paragraphs long, and I just didn't want to read it. All I know is Montreal has one of their picks in the next few years. So, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. we're gonna see this off season what happens with the Flames. Apparently, Matt Coronado might sign a deal and might play a couple games at the end of the year. Are you excited about that? I mean, yeah, like if he's able to sign, that'd be great. I think you know, where is he gonna play? Is he gonna play next year? I I, I don't know. Or we're we're gonna find out if he uh we're gonna find out if he's gonna play next year or not. Uh maybe if he signs, maybe if Harvard loses, maybe he gets a few games in this year, that'd be kind of cool. But people are already like, oh Daryl won't play him. <laughs> I mean, like I mean, he's playing, he played Peltier for a good amount of time in the top six, right? So I I don't know, man. It's a year in which was should have been a lot of fun uh is been a mess and it's like i said we we talk about it all the time it's like last year it's like i was like oh they're gonna suck and then they were awesome and they were so much fun every single night and like this year we went into it i'm like they're gonna be great they're gonna be a ton of fun it should be great hockey and it's been nothing but snooze fest after snooze fest after snooze fest and it's like they have 15 overtime losses it's crazy too win half of those you're in a playoff spot. Did you see the stat where it was like, uh, so they've hit the most posts in the league. They have the most one goal losses in the league. Um, they've obviously lost the most overtime games mm-hmm. in the league. Um, there's just been so much. And they get a lot like, of shots in the game, but like we talked about last week, none yeah, of them are high danger. Yeah, exactly. And that was the other thing is people are like, well, they're out shooting them. It's like, it doesn't matter. Half of their shots are coming from the point. Yeah. You know, and like we talked about it. It's like, it's like last year. And I, I hate that I have to keep bringing up last season. <laughs> it's just, but like last year they were like, I know the playoffs angle, you know, the way they wanted to, but like they were almost like a perfect team last year. Right. Defense was great. Goaltending was great. And they had the high end talent, but the most impressive thing that they did last year was they were one when they were getting chances, they were getting high quality chances. Mm-hmm. And you know what also they were doing? They were getting quantity. They were getting, sure, they were getting a ton of high danger opportunities, but they were also getting a ton of just quantity. And a lot of the quantity was quality. And that's been kind of the issue this year is that a lot of their chances aren't quality. Yeah, You know, they're getting like, like when Quick came in last night with six minutes left, they had one good chance on him, maybe the Weger yeah, well, chance. Who, who got that? There was, so Weger had a chance right at the end where he was right in front and quick made a great save. Yeah, but it's like you had six minutes on a goalie that was sitting for almost three <laughs> hours. Like I was yelling at my TV. I'm like, just shoot! Like, fuck, like I don't care if it's quality. Now you have a goalie that he's 37 years old who's been mm-hmm. sitting on the bench for fucking two hours. Shoot! Yeah. You know, and like I think that was kind of the thing that was pissing me off, and like whatever they lose, and I just I kind of laugh after every game now, where it's like, ah, oh, they lost again. Oh, it's kind of funny. Nine more games. I'm gonna watch this shit. Um, 
but yeah, it's, it's unfortunate, but you know, we'll, you know, we're going to have so much time in the off season to talk about them and uh, uh, it's going to be a real interesting off season. Yep. Unfortunately. And we'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, Let's move on to the Leafs. They uh, had a kind of a weird week. They lose to the Islanders seven, two, but they pull it together with a huge win against the Panthers, big six, two win, you know, they're getting in the way of the Panthers' playoff hopes, but uh, what we're—I didn't really see much of either game. I saw a little bit of yesterday's game, but Me either. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're at John Wick. So, what were what are your thoughts kind of been on uh, last few games here? Last few games, Russo. I know. I don't know if the Flames have done this in the last couple of years, but when you like when you start to go a few games with the eleven forwards, the seven D, starts to get a bit annoying uh, because you're sort of favoriting a certain player going into your lineup every night that isn't very great. And the Leafs have been doing that the last couple of games. They've stopped that now for, I believe, the last two. And they've been mumbling and jumbling the lines, which is a good thing for me, I think, because the more chemistry you get with the players you're not certainly playing with, like I think, I believe Nylander's on the third line with Lafferty and thing. Okay, that's just like, it's fine. I mean, he's not going to be there during the playoffs, but as long as you know that works, you can maybe try it in the playoffs if you need like a shutdown or something. Fine. You're going to need to get your lines in order very soon because the playoffs are right around the corner. And with apparently Matthew Nyes on the cusp of coming to the Maple Leafs, I believe the earliest date he can come is next week, but the latest date he will be on the team apparently is April 8th, which would be three games with the Leafs he would play, which is exciting, but also a little bit worrisome because I don't know if you want that guy in the lineup as a mainstay during the playoffs. Like he could surprise Russo. I just, I just don't see it from a, like a 19 year old kid or 20 year old kid, however old he is just going in the playoffs against Tampa lightning, which can, you know, <laughs> make you very scared as a player, uh, an opposing player an opposing rookie for that matter. Um, playing him in the playoffs would mean he would, um, I think burn a year off his deal. So that'd be two years. And you get, I think, I believe he's a restricted free agent after this. But enough about Matthew Nyes. I don't know if he's going to even play this season. The Leafs in general, they have some games where they look like the Flames. They look disinterested, and that was the Islanders game in a nutshell. Lost 7-2. It was, I believe, a 1-0 lead for them. They lost that. And then last night, 6-2, and they looked engaged. Like, this team decides to play whenever they want to, and that's worrisome. I think it's more worrisome than people intend it to be because – They've done that in the playoffs, Russo. Like, they've done games where they're dialed in, and then in the knockout games, they're not dialed in, and they obviously lose and can't get that clutch goal when they need it. And I think that's a worrisome factor for this team. Um, O'Reilly's injured. I get that. When he's going to come in the lineup, hopefully he's the third-line center. You get a big depth at center for the playoffs against the Lightning. But, yeah, the last few games have been all right. Matt Murray's back. He's been okay. Um, Won last night, obviously. But I don't know who your number one starter is for the playoffs. Mine, Samsonov. I don't know what you think, Russo, but who do you think is the number one starter? I would go Samsonov, but my mind tells me it's going to be Murray. <laughs> right? And But I don't think the leash is going to be long. No. You know, like if, like if Murray falters, like they're going to go right to Samsonov, probably. Do you think that's um, a bad tactic to do, though? Like for either to me, one, it's like, like to one. me, you have to just go with who your best goalie is, right? Like, because you know, you don't want, like, I know the Leafs have literally gone to game seven every year since 2017, but like, you can't afford to put yourself behind the eight ball 
because of that type of decision, right? Like, and like Tampa's had their own struggles as of late for sure. Yeah. Um, but you know how like Tampa struggled at the tail end of last year too, right? Um, so, and we know how easily they can just turn it on. And mm-hmm. given last year against the Leafs, I didn't even think they played all that well up until game <laughs> seven. Um, but like we saw how easily they they turned it on against, you know, Florida in the second round and then New York in the third round. And, you know, obviously they just got, they just ended up getting out-dueled by Colorado in the finals, right? So I think if, you know, if you're Keith and he's been making some, man, I look at the line sometimes and I'm like, what are you doing? Like the 11 and seven, okay. Like I think it's fine to do for a few games. Like the Flames did it in the playoffs last year because like Brett Ritchie just wasn't doing anything. So they're mm-hmm. like, we might as well, get our top guys a little bit more ice and you know that's what you do when you go 11 and 7 right um but like you see like Nylander has like 80 points and he's playing Sam Lafferty who's like a depth forward and you're like what what's going on here you know and you know I was gonna say something about Yarncroke on the first line but like he's been good yeah. so, so like it's hard to be like oh no like what are you doing with Yarncroke there but no like he's actually been quite solid um so it's just uh I don't know. I, I don't think it's gonna be eleven and seven come playoffs. I think they're gonna have to make a decision there. Mm-hmm. Like who's gonna sit? It's I still don't know why they have nine NHL defensemen on their roster and like why they didn't move any of them. Like the Gustafson trade looks like like why? <laughs> like the dude's barely playing. Yeah. Um I don't know. Like I think it's just you know, you kind of just wait and see, but I would probably getting back on track. I would go Samsonov, mm-hmm. but like I said, I would have to imagine it's going to be Murray first game. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. I mean, I've seen this stat. I think the last, I think when Murray's at home, he's terrible. When he's away, he's really good. Samsonov like the opposite for Samsonov. <laughs> yeah, it just it's just the opposite. But you can't go into a playoff series. Okay, Samsonov, you're playing the first two games, and then Murray's going in for the next two. Like you can't. Yeah, do that. no. It's the hot. You hand. have to just stick with one guy and yeah. We'll we'll kind of see like the Leafs are always gonna have a lot more hockey here, so right. We'll see if it's we'll see if it's more than seven games, you know, after the regular season this year. I guess we'll we'll find out. Um, yep, it's been their best team they've probably compiled since a long time. So they better do something in the playoffs because yeah. you cannot <laughs> lose again. That would be terrible. For sure. Um, you have anything? Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think what happened kind of last cut. week that we missed. Connor McDavid's a 60 goal scorer. That's very big too. <laughs> he is gonna. That's like so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. 60 goals. He's probably gonna score 150 points. Yep. Um. He's a. He's a. He's he's a tank. He's a beast. Uh. Ovi. What, what's the record he broke? Oh. Uh. Most 40 goal seasons in NHL right. history. That's a. That's pretty wild. Like he's he's 74 goals away from Gretzky or yeah, something. He's being, now. Might be less now, but he's mm-hmm. close. He's gonna get there. Yeah. And it's gonna be wild when he does. So mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, there was that. I don't like I think really Sid is one season away from being the most consecutive point per game seasons ever, right? You're right. Yeah. yeah. So he did it again. He's 18 seasons in and he's 18 point per game seasons. That's like, do a- you think about that? How he's like 35 years old and he's like top 10 and he's scoring. Un- and he's still unbelievable. Like, like he, he said goal he scored the other night against Colorado. He's, he's, he's a freak. Like, I think it's a crazy to say now that Sid is underrated. 
Like, <laughs> yes. Like, is it like it, it's like it's wild to see because you got all these guys like you know, like McDavid, Drysaddle, Kachuk, like all these younger guys that have kind of come in here, like Jason Robertson, Tage Thompson, and like Sidge never gets mentioned anymore. Like he's still a top, you know, at least his position. I'd still probably put him top five. Easily. Yeah, we give him the respect on our list. Yeah, every year. Like you know, like this year, like you might even like have like <laughs> like like between player to player, like like he's been better than Matthews this mm-hmm, year. I mm-hmm, think he's been mm-hmm. I think he's been like McKinnon's been on some sort of heater yeah. as of late since coming back from injury, but like McDermott has been better than McKinnon. You know, I would say at least at even strength, he's been better than Drysaddle. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think he's just still a freak. And like unfortunately, there's gonna come a day where both him and Ovi aren't in the league anymore, and it's gonna suck. Like, I'm not I don't know if I'm prepared for that day where both of them are gone because like they're so like obviously they came into the league together, but they're obviously like so different in type of their personalities. Like Sid's kind of is more reserved guy, and Ovi is so out there. But like they've been to they've been tied together since two thousand and five. Mm-hmm. You know, so like for uh, for that one day for for it to come, it's gonna suck. But man, like Sid's been on some type of heater, and like if if the Pens miss, like I'd be pretty upset. Yeah. Because I I want to see Sid in the playoffs. Like he's obviously he's able to turn it up to another notch when he gets there. We've seen him do it so many times. So um I mean we talk about Kachuk willing his team. That guy's willing his team, dude. Oh yeah, like he's there in the heart, you yeah. know, kind of like unfortunately McDavid's having a season for yeah. the ages and he's gonna run away with it, and it would be stupid if he didn't. Um, but yeah, like Sid, he's he's still so goddamn good. Like the fall, like he's he's gonna retire like Lidstrom did, where Lidstrom was like still like as a defenseman putting up like seventy points, and he's just gonna he's gonna make I just don't want to do it anymore, and he's just gonna call it quits, and he's gonna be like, it's like you ever play like NHL, and it's yeah. like oh like Sidney Crosby had a hundred and twenty points last year, and he retired as a ninety two overall. It's like, <laughs> what like 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 you know? So I think it's kind of be something like that, and like I like I hope. You know, for his sake, like he has his three cups. I don't really think he needs another one, but I mean, it would be kind of cool if he got another one. Mm-hmm. If he got a fourth before like McDavid gets one, I think that'd be, I mean, that'd be pretty funny. But yeah, yeah, that's it for me. Just records broken. Goat still living a, living the dream. Yeah. Do you want to do players of the week real quick? Because I got a guy. <sighs> yeah, you go first time. Yeah. Um. Okay. So player of the week. Um. I'm going Matthew Kachuk. Yeah. Um. My favorite player who broke my heart. Um, his 16 points in the last seven games, seven goals over that span. Uh, going back to the last time we recorded, so it's the player, best player in the last two weeks. Uh, but he has been on some type of heater, like I, I mentioned before. He's going to drag that Panthers team kicking and screaming to the playoffs. He's up to 97 points this season. Um, he is, yeah, he is on some type of heater this year he's in in 69 games Mm -hmm. 97 points that's a better pace than what he played at last year and i was like i was one of those dummies who said oh he won't get 100 points (laughs) and here he is he's panthers fans you guys got a good one man i I, you know i know you guys are taking care of him but fuck yeah so chucky's my guy yeah there's been a lot of hot players in the nhl but i'm going with my pick here clayton keller he's been the second hottest player i believe since the all-star break um 
that's second to obviously Connor McDavid, which is if you're in the conversation with a guy named Connor McDavid, you're doing pretty well for yourself. Uh, Clayton Keller has 18 points or sorry, 15 points in the last eight games since we recorded eight goals in eight games. He just hasn't stopped for that Coyotes team. And, you know, if the Coyotes can, we talked about this multiple times, multiple years, if the Coyotes can kind of figure it out with these prospects, you want to use the lookout word, but how many times can you say that when they haven't really panned out? And Barrett Hayden yeah. started to play a lot of good hockey recently. Yep, Nick Schwartz has been great. Yep, Clayton Keller has willingly, willing, willingly just helped them with getting wins yeah. uh, and points this year, which is which is good. And that's another guy. I think we believed, I believe last episode we mentioned that like old, the only player we like is Matias Michelli, which is he's pretty good too. <laughs> Clayton Keller is another guy I really like. Like I remember yeah, you, he's been awesome I remember you him. came to my house with like I believe Connor and we're talking about if Clayton Keller was any on any other team, he's a superstar and like he's acting like a superstar yeah. now. He's so. gonna smash the 80 point barrier. Yep. Which like yeah, he's yeah, he's very, very good. He's been awesome for them this year. It's not like it's just unfortunate that he's doing it in Arizona, right? Mm-hmm. Like again, like you said, he's on any other team. It's like people are like, holy shit, this guy's unreal. And like yep. there's a stat out there because last season, like Sean Avery posted like an Instagram story just ripping on Clayton <laughs> Keller. He's like, This kid fucking sucks. Like he's a shitty player. He was good last think, year. He was, but like since that video, he has something stupid like 120 points in like 90 games. It's some stupid stat. Like he saw that and took it personally. It's like I took that yeah. personally. So yeah, it's uh yeah, good pick. Love me some Clayton Keller. So uh yeah, do you have anything else left to add? Or that we, is it. Uh, we kind of call it all right. Um, so that is gonna do it for this one. As always, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the Burning Leaf Pod. Thank you very much for listening in, and we will see you guys in the next one.